Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's a bear in there and a chair as well. There are people with games and stories to tell. Open wide. Come inside. It's play school. <laughs> oh. Hello, everybody. Can you believe it? We're only oh, almost exactly a week away from round three kicking things off. That's right. Um, we're finally back after the COVID hiatus, and uh, May 28 is the day that NRL will be back in our lives. So we'll probably only uh, record one or two of these uh, isolation or lockdown series podcasts because next week we get straight back into all the fun of it. And I know, Justin, you are... Really, really pumped. That excited. Finally, we'll have something other than shit to talk on these podcasts. Like, are you, are little, you serious? <laughs> a little less. We'll actually have a relevant game to talk about. How good? Yeah, how good. Well, what do we start with? It's a pretty pretty poor game, isn't it, to kick things off? Yeah, Broncos and Eels. 58 yeah. nil. Could be 60 nil, I reckon. Broncos. I can't been, wait, Justin. You've, you've been hiding wait. out at training. You've got the mail. but um. But yeah, I mean, I I'm freshened up. I can't go anywhere near Bryce Cartwright's house though, because I've had a flu shot today. I think I walked yeah. past the five G tower. Uh, downloaded the COVID app the other day. That's been running in the background. So chakras are very unaligned. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm feeling good. Excellent. Uh, well, it's good to have you on. But it, importantly, it's uh, it's fantastic to have our uh, special guest on tonight, as we have done throughout the entire of the lockdown series. Um, I don't think he's been on the podcast before. I know he's ventured onto the website, also has his own podcast out there, which we'll talk about a little bit more. I mean, uh, to be, pretty, uh, to be uh, pretty honest here, I, I'm going to say that he's my favourite ex-champion, um, not only because, uh, no, he's, he's, he's uh, pretty damn good looking with the, the ginger hair, just like myself, but uh, every time I see him, I just want to give him a big hug. Bear, Guy, how you going? Yeah, good, boys. Glad to be finally on. I've been waiting for ages to get an invite, and it's taken you this long. Isolation, you're that bored you had to call me in. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a strong introduction to the uh, SC report. No, it's fantastic to have you on, mate. I know that you and Wilfred have your own little podcast, uh, SC Champions. If you haven't heard that one before, it's fantastic. Um, you guys just dropped one, I think, today, uh, so well worth the listen to that. So is it back-to-back podcast for you or you've had a, a night's break? No, um, you were generous enough to give me a night's break, so thanks for that. But, um, yeah, no, I enjoy it. It's good the footy's coming back and I just like talking footy. But um, just a quick shout-out to you, boys. I um, 
I actually started out on the NRL Supercoach forums, having a chat back that back in the day on the forums and learnt a lot of the stuff from there. So he's run a great site and it's top notch stuff. I still get in at work, but sometimes I just sort of don't have enough time to get in and chat as much yeah. as I want. Uh, thanks a lot, mate. Really appreciate that. And just to set the tone and uh, for what, well, before we jump into what's ahead on the podcast, maybe what I'm looking at right now, we, we have a Zoom going and um, I'm looking at JT just with the, the Cowboys background. Absolutely nothing else to expect there, sipping on a beer, and that's just pretty much JT 24-7. Yep. And Guy um, was talking off air. It's like I've just rewound the clock and going back to the Game of Thrones series, mate. You're all rugged up there, the massive beard, and you look like one of the wildlings. You, <laughs> you, it's uh, I don't know. What's going on? Uh, mate, I heard they were going to do a spin-off, so I thought I'd like just let it go and see if I <laughs> just a little side muscle or something. Either that or uh, but- the belly series. <laughs> I'll have to get JT to take a photo, mate, and we'll, we'll include it on the on Twitter for everyone to see. It's fantastic. Now, before we get into it, I wouldn't mind just um, um, just give us a bit of background in terms of so why do you support the Storm? So that's the team we're going to be previewing today. Um, but but why the Storm? So I believe you live on um, just up past Newcastle and New South Wales. Why not the Knights? Like what what what's the what's happening there? Uh, so originally, my family were all. Um, Dragon supporters, so I don't know. I just the, the when the storm came in, I just thought I was old enough. I thought I wouldn't mind just watching a team from when they first came in. So back when Richard Swain and Glenn Lazarus and um all those boys were playing, so I sort of just picked them. I know it seems like bandwagon hopping, but um you know it's it is what it is now. I can I've I've been called plenty worse, so I can cop it. <laughs> I, I also had um so I had a cousin who played he had he played a few games um oh well he had, played 159 up he was at the Bulldogs but he finished his career at the Storm too so yeah just a few things like that mate ah awesome well I've always wondered that so thanks for letting letting us all know um before we jump into the good the bad and the the ugly it's time for a segment where we get to know our guest a little bit better so I'm not sure if you've listen to our, any of our lockdown series so far, but this is called The Hospital Pass. So it's five questions to you. Um, you have to answer truthfully, and it's just to help all the listeners get to know you a little bit better. So I'll start. Um, first question, why are you cheating on us with another podcast? <laughs> uh, um, mate, I'll just uh, – he's just offering me more. He could just do it for me. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to go for the racial. <laughs> that was actually in a. <laughs> that was in reference in reference to our steak bet from last season that we oh. gifted to you guys, courtesy oh. of my uh, <laughs> less oh. than stellar performance. I thought you were talking about why I went with Wilson instead of playing on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's that's I, no. Oh, that's exactly what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, in that case, I was just looking for a bit more stiff competition. Mate, <laughs> you boys might need to redeem yourself, and we'll see how we go again next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good start, hospital well, well, pass. I, I, I actually, I actually didn't know that you had a sense of. 
sense of humor, to be honest, because, I mean, you get about one minute in on the podcast, your podcast, and Wilfred talks for about 50 minutes. So, um, I mean, I think you've said more right now in the, the, the past three minutes than you've got in the last three episodes at SC Champions. Hey, well, I won't lie. I think I'd be better suited to this sort of format. Wilfred's got a few rules on me. I can't swear. I can't, like, <laughs> get out there. So I've got to try and keep it in check over there. But, um, no, he, um, he's, he's a good bloke. He knows his stuff. And I'm I'm generally not much of a big talker unless you get on a few beers down the pub or whatever. But, yeah, it's all right. I, th- I honestly think he, I was one of the last people he asked. He probably wanted a heap of other people, and then I was just bottom of the chain, sort of like using the in here. Still haven't bloody asked us, Jesus, JT. We really got we really got passed over there, didn't we? Yeah, well, we I'm just sure they want a uh, 20,000th ranked player on the Champions podcast. We only get winners here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. So um, what colour speedboat? Did Tom Sanks get for letting you win Supercoach? Uh, purple and yellow. Purple. <laughs> Good That'd be pretty fast, that one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. Uh, that was – I don't know what happened there. I, I honestly, like, feel sorry for that bloke. Well, I did feel sorry for that bloke who um, – he was coming first and then he sat, I think, 200 scores that year, 200 scores in the last round, so – um, I was feeling sorry to him till he came out with that whinge about how oh, it was right near lockout and he just missed it and blah, blah, blah. Like, who leaves a, a decision like that till lockout? But anyway, unlucky. <laughs> Six points. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> okay, you, so, so just from memory again, how, going into that very final round, um, what was the points difference between you and you and second? Oh, I think it was probably. I think it was over fifty. I'd have to go back and check, but the, there was a. He had a fair sizable lead. It wasn't massive, but around forty or fifty points. I thought, um, looking at his team, I thought for sure I would have probably locked up second spot. And then, like I said before, I was in class and um, my phone just started going off, and I was like, surely this bloke hasn't stuffed up, but. Mate, I'm glad he did because I've just lost all my money building my house, so <laughs> it was needed. Uh, well, excellent. Congratulations again. Um, next question. Would you rather watch that infamous uh, press conference again, you know, the one with Bellamy walking in first and all the Storm players walking behind him at, at Amy Park or uh, seeing Wilfred in his tidy whities yeah, no, probably Wilfred in his tidy whities. That press conference. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah, that one kind of hurt. Yeah, that was a hurting one, wasn't it? <sighs> I might have to stick a fork in the eye after that, but. <laughs> uh, JT, mate, um, you want to ask the what's likely a question? Yeah, I reckon it's a good one. Uh, what's likely a guy, Wilfred conceding an argument to you ever? Or winning super coach again? Oh, winning super. Oh, yeah, no, winning super coach again. <laughs> <laughs> He's very adamant in his views, but to get to give him some credit, like uh, a lot of the times he he does make a fair few good calls, and that the year I did win, he um helped us out with a bit of advice, like like you boys probably do. You talk to a few different people who you trust, and then um, make your own decisions, but. Yeah, he, he doesn't like conceding arguments. 
Well, well, I mean, we give Wilfred a, a, a bit of crap on here, but we do love him. He's a great bloke. Um, I mean, just reflecting on something you just said, I mean, asking people that you trust questions. I mean, I go to JT and whatever he says, I just do the complete opposite. So that's how I pick my side. <laughs> yeah, not a bad way to do it. Hey, I, th- <laughs> I actually think I've won more arguments against my wife than Wilfred. Just go- like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JT, bring us home, mate, with the, the final question of uh, this week's hospital pass. It's one we love to throw out here, mate. Uh, one night in the honeymoon suite, Nelson, a sofa Solomona, or the Queen? Oh. Big guy. No, I'd take. I'd take. Um, I'd take Naz. I'd I like. I don't mind it a bit rough, and he looks like he hits pretty hard. So, <laughs> oh. so you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you you would uh, not believe this, but that's not the first time that somebody's said that on this podcast in in responding to the honeymoon suite question. There's a lot of sick guests we got coming into this podcast. <laughs> a lot of sick guests. I mean, no love for the Queen. Yeah, well, no love for Elizabeth. What about Paul Lizzie? I mean, is she losing any teeth, or maybe? That- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. oh, oh, well done. Balinese <laughs> well, honeymoon well suite. <laughs> How good. Oh, that's brilliant. All right. Um, that's been fantastic, mate. You've been a really good sport. Appreciate that. Let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. It is time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Justin, I'm going to let you carry this one through, mate, because you've done all the the hard work in, pre- in preparing this week's um, run sheet, which we're just commenting off air as well, which is very uncommon because um, you're only about a two minute um, practice or two minute prep kind of guy. So um, you put in at least ten minutes worth of work here. So I'm going to give you your fifteen minutes of fame. Justin, go for it. Thanks, mate. As Benny G would say, two minutes is all you need. Um, but that's just you disguising your own laziness with a compliment, mate. I see right through that, champ. But anyway, the good. I'm just delegating. <laughs> There's a couple in here for the good. Uh, own one of them, but I guess the main, the the guy that's been super coach relevant for years and years and years, Cam Smith. Um, in terms of hooking ranks, he started off solid as a rock yet again. Um, doesn't doesn't do too much flashy these days, but his goal kicking. Uh, the creativity close to the line with the short kicking game is second to none. He started off the year with bang on 70 average, 70 in both games. Um, don't own him, but if you did, you're, you're not looking back. You're not um, regretting that decision at all. But, um, Guy, you're closer to the storm than any of us. Uh, thoughts on Cam Smith's start to the year, what you expected? Um, yeah. Oh, no, not what I expected. I've been waiting for him to slip the past two years, but it just sh- goes to show how much of a freak he is. Two 70s. And he's also still got a big break even. So it shows you what he was doing last year. Um, if you were looking to bring him in, you could probably sit on him for a little bit because um, he's, he's got the Raiders there pretty tough. Um, also, you'd, you'd probably be waiting for to see how this new rule with the re, reset the six instead of the penalty for ruck infringements 
Um, especially if they don't blow penalties close to the line. I, I, I don't see the consistency how you could blow no penalty up the field but then just blow a penalty when it comes close to the try line. So I'd like to see how that plays out. He might lose some um, goal kicks and stuff like that because the Storm like to take penalty shots. But um, it, he'd be a good pod. I was um, talking about this with one of my mates today. I think the template you'll see inside three weeks will probably be Coruscant and um, Grant when he um, plays his second or ready for his third match at the Tigers. But I think if you went Coruscant and Smith, um, I think that could be an area where you could potentially catch up on some points. Yeah, really, really good points there. And um, he's the only thing I'd say is he doesn't have the buyers to really recover from this year as well, getting in age. So you you probably expect that he might miss one or two games throughout the year as they look to rest him. But I mean, he's just had three months or two months off, so um, it'll be interesting. Another thing, not really super coach related, but Bear, do you think there's a chance that he might come out of retirement for um, Origin now that they've moved that out of the season? Oh, I haven't even thought about it. I think oh, I just thought about it then, so it's, <laughs> I don't even know why I thought about it, but it just came to my head, so um, I thought I'd ask it. If I was Kevy, I'd be pushing for it. He's still playing um, some good football, and I, I honestly can't see Queensland um, winning maybe without him. I just think um, New South Wales forwards are probably too dominant, and that's where the game's won, but Smith makes up for that. So if I was Kevy, I'd be giving him a bit of a push. He might do it like he's close to retirement, so made it an add to a bit of his legend, I think, if he came back after a season out and then Queensland won the state of origin again. Yeah, Paul and Alfie, good on him. Um, JT, who's second on the list for good? Tui Kamikamitha, so big four. <laughs> I don't think I've nailed that pronunciation after Antoine. You're pretty close. Uh, pretty yeah, close. You, you. The French is starting to go away. You're heading maybe more towards the French Polynesian now, so you're getting there. <laughs> few more beers, I'll bring it right back. Um, but he started, he uh, came into the starting side for the first couple of rounds as Naz. He wasn't, ex- I don't think he was expected thinking back to round one to even make the side. Uh, when Naz got there, he was on the bench for the first couple, which inflated to his minutes. Uh, he scored a try as well on his way to an average of 63. So at a price of around, I think it's 250k. Um, his break even is uh, right through the floor, so negative 33. He stands to make a lot of cash. But I guess the worry with him is now that Naz surely fully fit, he hasn't been to Bali, uh, hasn't gotten any fracas, uh, you'd imagine he drops back to the bench, um, churns out a couple of cash rises and then returns to that mid-range sort of area. Started the year well, but Guy, do you reckon uh, he can build off of his minutes from last year? Um, I think he'll build off his minutes from last year and he was playing um, really good footy. His go forward was solid. Um, and it's just another one of those players Bellamy just finds that replaces guys who goes. And like you said, a 52 and a 74, the only thing I think you were wrong on, I think he's closer to 290, so he's closer to that 300 mark. But um, we... Yeah, 296. Yeah. We, we just... See the shit I normally have to put up with, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding <laughs> error, thank you. <laughs> anyway, you're um, no, we close enough. He, he's... um. We were discussing Gula the other day, Ray, whatever his name is, at at Canberra. And I just think um, if you were going to go for a quick cash grab to try and jump up to a forward, because there is a fair few guns who might be dropping a little bit, um, he's a good shout. Like, and, and again, those were the two guys that I had as my goods as well. So 
you're pretty spot on there. For 300k, you would have been happy with a 52 and 74 to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, JT, I'm giving you the honour right now, mate. You've you've had so we had Anton uh, on the the podcast uh, probably what two weeks ago, maybe, and he just gave us a um, a schooling or taught us how to say the Polynesian and the Maori names properly. So um, JT's an expert now. Um, mm-hmm. Justin, let's go. Uh, third on my list here is you know fast. I had it. <laughs> Had it in my head. I'm, I'm going to nail this. Fasul Malawi, Tino, Tino F, as he is better known, or, or Guy, as you would pronounce it, Tino. Tino F. <laughs> <laughs> so even the Storm fans don't know it. Um, but he's a cheapie I started the year with, so second row only. Um, minutes off the bench were pretty solid, so 32 average. And gets through his work on the field, so 1.2 points per minute, so... Uh, definitely trying to prove his worth in that storm pack. Um, handy break even, negative five, couple of cash rises in his future. Um, I think he looks like keeping his bench spot when the season resumes, which is good to see. Um, but he was one of the storm's better uh, forwards over the first couple of rounds, I thought. Um, so more than happy uh, having him in the good. Would either of you guys disagree? Lange, I'll go to you first. Uh, look, I, I'm happy with him being the good, but probably somebody I'm not looking at. Um, I mean, 218K at the moment, negative break-even of, of five. I just think there's probably better options and more cash to be made, particularly in maybe some of the Warriors um, rookies this year. So, um, yeah, probably not someone that, that I'm looking at. However, I'm, bit, I'm hoping that he doesn't go too well this year because I think he goes to the Gold Coast next year and, and there's a potential there for a real breakout season. So... Hopefully, he just keeps churning at that 38, 35. I'd be very happy about that. What about you, Guy? Um, yeah, he looks like a good player, um, but Bellamy doesn't really give real young blokes a lot of minutes. He likes to have, especially in the back row, there those two big fillers and then the two big guys playing 80 minutes. And then I can't see a lot of minutes for him, so I wouldn't bring him in. Like you said, I'd probably ride his price rise and then get rid of him. He'd be a borderline good for me. My other borderline good, I, I, I can only have um, Smith and Tui up there. The other one would be um, Pap. Um, a 49 and 59 for 500K, he's going to rise. He'll score better than that. Um, for what his price price was, that I consider that good-ish to start. Um, obviously, you're a bit disappointed he was scoring 90s, but they're the only four you'd have around that good area from the storm, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Yep. Let's uh, let's move on to the bad, shall we? Um, only one name there at the moment, but I might just throw one more in there too. But let's start with Cameron Munster. I'm an owner. So, Bear, this is the very first time that I've ever owned Munster, um, not even as a, a – a play to bring after the buys or a pod or anything, just to play for whatever reason. I just haven't had him in my side. I think uh, JT's had him, and I know a few others had. I was really excited. He was my expensive player to come into the season this year, um, looking at it being a really good pot option, and then uh, comes out with scores of 42 and 39. So pretty disappointed there. Um, price at 644K, break even of 121. Look, he's on my sell at the moment. Um, and, and a really interesting stat here brought to us by Bethany B on the website, which JT, you've really done research here, JT. Well done, mate. Thank you. So she said that um, averages mid-40s with Hughes at seven and mid-70s without Hughes at seven. So what what are your thoughts on that, guy? Is there any truth to, to those stats, do you think? Or, um, you know, I, I've even noticed that I think Hughes is having a bit of an impact on his his output, really interested in your your take on this. Um, yeah, I've the only I'd put Munster in the um, ugly just because of his price, what he's worth, and the scores he put out. In relation to Hughes, I think um, you're right. He's because they're both runners of the ball. Hughes isn't an organising seven, so whenever he gets the ball on his side, he's running it as well. And and they and they they've seemed to start slow, like they're not as um, like fluid in their attack, and I think it's because we don't have that organizer. And I, I mentioned that at the start of the year, I would have liked to have. Um, uh, oh, here's my research. Who's the bloke we brought sent to the Titans? He's come back. Rolly oh, Jacks. Yes. yes, that's right. Yes. Sorry, boys. Of the, the shocker. Um, I said I would have preferred Riley Jacks in there just because um he's an organizer. And that system needs an organising halfback. So I think that is. I, I didn't bring him in this year. I'd left my team as Munster's Inc., so I probably should change it. But um, I don't even know if I'll bring him in. I'll just he, He'll be a watch. But if I was you, I'd definitely sell. Yeah, yeah. So he's on my sell at the moment, looking um, for maybe somebody like a, a Scotty Drinkwater or, or something like that is going to earn a fair bit of coin. So that's my current trade at the moment. What about you, JT? Yeah, I mean, what you get with Munster is a very high floor. So he hits that 40 all the time in games where he really doesn't do a lot. Um, so I think if you're living or buying him and you're hoping for the 150s and whatever, they'll come every now and again. You'll you'll land on a game where he just goes ballistic. But um, at such a high price, as Guy mentioned, it's, it's tough to swallow those 40s uh, for so long before you just get sick of him. But you do know the week you trade him out is the week he goes large. So please uh, let the listeners know when that is. Guy, did you ha- have anybody else there in your, your bad category at all? Um, I, I, I had Hughes in my bad category. I know he scored an 82 and a 23, and then he got a 23, and I, I just think that's bad because you can't, you, you need those halves or potential money makers to be consistent. Like he gets eighty two fine, that's a good score, but he ends up only averaging what a, about fifty odd. But the twenty three in his rolling average um, for longer than the eighty two just makes it bad for me because it's a it's a hard hold. Like yeah. you're expecting a big jump to try and get up to one of the out and out guns, and then that twenty three pops up. So. Um, I know he scored 82, but yeah, he's 
he's a bad for me and any of the outside backs as well. They're just and it's because Melbourne can strike anywhere along the line. Like you don't see any other teams where there might be two tries out wide and three tries in the middle. The Roosters always seem to get their tries out wide. Obviously Cordner goes over in that. But not to the extent the Storm do. Like you can see the Storm forward score more tries than the outside back. So it, it's a tough one to get. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Have you ever been an owner of a Storm outside back? Like a Surly, Jap, Adokar? No, never. Never. Hmm. It's just rocks or diamonds with them, isn't it? Like they'll go on a run and then just people will see it, think, oh, they play for such a good side, they're an electric player, we'll get on them. But I've just never been super coach relevant for long enough. No, and it's because the Storm, like everyone says the Storm grind teams out, and they do, they end up putting points on. Like if you go back through, they score enough tries to to have super coach relevant players. But like the Fox might get one or a double in one week and then not score till three weeks later. And it's just they stay in their system. Like if the Roosters or whoever um, are, are winning easily or comfortably, They'll just get um, Larry, play with a bit of flair and run up the scoreboard when Melbourne just never get out of that grind. They're always playing the possession game, kicking to the corner. So they never run up like real big scores. You might get the occasional 60 like they put on the Eels, but it's always in that 20s or early 30s. It's never a big 40, 50-point score once they get on top, which they generally do. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to pick a lot of super coach players out of there. So one name I was going to throw into the mix for the bad is, um, you know, he's got a, I think he's averaging still over 50, but there's a lot of hype going into the season and he's, uh, what he's owned in uh, over 30% of all teams and that's the pack. Um, price at 508k, people are expecting big, big things. And what, so he's had scores of 49 and 59. So I'd say that's a little bit underwhelming um, compared to what we were maybe expensing, is expecting. Guy, what, what are your thoughts on that? Am I being a bit too harsh there or, um, you know, at some stage we're going to have to move him on for Tedesco or to, to Turbo. Um, we're kind of hoping to do that sooner than later. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, like I said, I I had Pap at that like that borderline bad goodish area. I don't think he really belongs in either one. Like a forty nine and fifty nine from a guy who's priced what he is like five early five hundred k or whatever. That's enough to make your money. So he's and and he's got the potential to go larger. But like you said, I think if you reflect back on his last season, a lot of people were expecting him to, well, he averaged 90 or whatever. A lot of people were thinking he was going to get 70s, 80s off the bat, which is unrealistic. But um, I I do understand what you're saying. He's bad because there was that expectation, but probably good because those scores are good enough to make you coin. But I'd be moving him on, and I am too. So I'm looking to bring in Teddy and Turbo this week for me. Really? Huge. I don't, yeah, yeah, very. I don't want to miss out on the point. Like they, seventy-one and eighty-five, they scored. So I don't want to miss out on those scores while everyone else is trying to wait for the price drops. Not this yeah. season. Oh mate, that I've been so been thinking about bringing Teddy for a while. So you just um, lit that fire inside me. I might have to go and have a look at the rest of my four, five other trades that might need to change. All right, let's head across to the ugly JT. Um, Tom Eisenhuth, why have you got in here? Is he relevant? He's a perennial AE nightmare. He's that second row center wing jewel, uh, cheaply priced. He'll occasionally get a bench spot, um, but he's one of the. He's a player I used last year, just 
back end of the season, thinking or hoping he wouldn't get a game, could shuffle in between second row and centre. I thought you deleted your side after round 10. I had the girlfriend picking it, basically. But, yeah, and then (laughs) you have – he comes off the bench for five, ten minutes. Um, at this point, you're trying to get loops and all that sort of stuff working, and he just kills. Uh, he gets barely double figures, and that's the way he started this season as well. Um, he was definitely not an option from round one, I didn't think, but 15% of super coaches own him. And whether it's because they saw the duel and they saw he was named uh, the bench to start, but he's got an average of 16 points and five minutes per game. So very handy points per minute. That's that's pretty good. But uh, five minutes a game probably probably not going to cut it, and not someone you want to carry long term in this game. Yeah, good point. Uh, well, you spoke about the fox just before um, there. Animals. That's good. Um, so Josh Adokar, um, he's in the ugly. Um, he's been um, running around a few culture catch ups at the moment and getting himself into a bit of trouble. I mean, he just needs to start focusing in. Um, he's not at Bondi yet um, or Redfern or wherever he's going to end up next year. Um, he needs to perform for the the Storm and start producing some super coach points. So he got a score of 28 and 32, average of 30. That's just very ugly, isn't it? Yeah, that's ugly. He, he's in the ugly list, I think. Um, again, we've we've spoken about that, rocks and diamonds, but um, if you did risk starting with him, you'd be very upset with a 28 and 32 for what you're paying. Um, a guy I've a guy I've also got in there is uh Kenny Bromwich, averaged over I think it was sixty three last year. No, we don't say that name. We don't say that name in here. We don't talk about him. I I will have to leave the room. <laughs> um, and and I'll have a breakdown. Right. Okay. Well, who <laughs> shall not be named is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest, funniest bit of last season. It was a tough year to sit through Cowboys and Supercoach wise. But we were at a Broncos game. It was a Broncos Storm, must have been. And the Storm towed them up as they always do, lol at Broncos. And I reckon <sighs> they would have scored how many tries that game. And Kenny Bromwich was always sort of involved, but never through the last pass, never did enough. So Lane <laughs> would be sitting there going, come on, Kenny, because I think it was the week you brought him in. No, 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 no. You've got it, we got it around the wrong way. I traded him out the week before that. Oh, I bought him in as a pod. He towed up. He scored 140 points or 130 yes, points that game. That's he even better. Two tries, <laughs> try assist, line breaks. And remember, he was he went he was averaging like 60, 65. I brought him in as a pod option, um, and and uh, yeah, it all went to shit. Mm. And that was basically my season just destroyed. <laughs> I was destroyed long before that. But yeah, Kenny. Um, I was checking some of his stats earlier. This, I mean, they're not horrible, but he's he's really highly priced. Um, can't be carrying that sort of uh, rubbish in your second row. So anyone that owns him, he'd be gone. Um, what do you reckon that's caused by? So both he and Felice Cafusi have at some stage been super coach relevant. Um, both slipped back a little this year. Do you see either of those guys becoming a play down the track this season? Ever uh, again? Uh... I'm not sure about Felice. It, um, he benefited a lot from having Cronk inside of him. Um, Kenny Bromwich, I think, will come good. I don't think he'll be average in the 63 he did last year, but um, it, it, they'll, straight, they'll straighten up a little bit. But I, I wouldn't be bringing him in this year. I don't think. I don't think. Apart from Smith, um, 
as a keeper, I'd he'd be the only one I'd go. Even for Nukin, is a thirty and thirty-eight, he'd belong down in that ugly as well. So, mm. bit of a a, a uh, super coach trap zone at the moment. The old Storm boys, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Which is weird. Like they're two from two, and but yeah, just not super coach friendly game really. So let's move on to uh, one um, additional. Um, well, past the good, the bad, and the ugly, which we we made a special spot last week, and JT's decided to bring it up again, the undecided zone. And, and this week we've gone with Jesse Bromwich with scores of 70 and 45. Um, I mean, he's just yesterday's news, right? Yeah. Um, when, when you've got Payne Haas, who's um, pumping out consistent 70s, that's one spot locked up. And I think just with how... Um, front rowers score, you need to get a cheaper bloke in there like Carrigan. I mean, Knight's not the best option, but he's going to go up in price. And then you'd want um, another solid scorer like um, Clemmer, someone like that. I just think ever since Jesse had a good time out the front of the nightclub, he's never really reached the height. I've always, yeah, I've always thought that as well. Like it, it is a real, it was a really, real whatever happened, uh, whether that's something happened mentally after that point in time, but it's a really, really big turning point in his his career. And the same for Proctor as well. I just don't know if they handled what happened after that. But both of their, their the trajectory of those careers just went downward after that. So it's, yeah, maybe um, it was just the all the attention they received and everything. But it seems to have really impacted their. Um, um, their output. Although Jesse did play a few good games last year, yeah, he he still has the solid uh, solid games. But leading up to that, for two years in a row, it was arguable he was like probably the best front rower in the comp. Yep, yep, and, yep. Uh, then that's how he got the captaincy of the Kiwis to start with. So it, it, it's definitely been a nosedive, and like you said, it's uh, it, I don't know why, but I mean I I don't know about Proctor. That could just be written off because he went to the Titans, but. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, Jesse had a pretty good uh, front row partner as well before he made the stupidest decision of his career and moved up north uh, to Townsville. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Excuse All right. Me. So, well, oh, you're still <laughs> here. I forgot. I just. Yeah. I, just I thought you left. <laughs> Jordan, I think he only made his Kangaroos debut when he was at the Cowboys. He's yet to play Origin, but I'm sure he will at some stage. Co-captain. I think his career has not. This isn't a Cowboys podcast, mate. It's not a Cowboys <laughs> podcast. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he was on that trajectory when he came from the Storm, and now he's there. They're not talking about him as much, aren't they? Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. <laughs> We'll yeah, yeah, lost out with all the fire twirlers up there, don't you, JT? Well, VK is VK is my favourite champion. I'm Team Mary, also. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of uh, all the players there. It's worthwhile mentioning as well. So the Storm have got the Raiders and the Rabbitohs to start. Um, well, not start the season for rounds three and four. Both at home. It is at the moment. Bear, where are they going to be playing? Um. I'm not actually. You put me on the spot there. Is it, there's no venues on the the fixture, so they're playing it at Amy Park. And what, what's happening? Well, I, I I don't know. I think that did the premier give them permission to go down there, or they they. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I heard they got kicked out of the Aubrey training or whatever was in there. <laughs> right. yeah, we had a had a little spiel about that 
a couple of weeks ago, one of the stupidest yeah. things I've ever heard. But no, mm-hmm. Amy Park was on the list of uh, grounds they're playing at uh, this season over the first seven rounds of this new started season. So I would imagine based off of that, they've been given approval. It wouldn't be something you'd announce and then hope that the Premier would approve it down the track because we know how that goes. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I mean, it's I don't know if the home grounds are going to be that as big of a part without the crowds, but um, you've still got to travel, and they're always better down there. But, I mean, the Raiders game will be tough, but, uh, mate, the, the Souths are lost, and I said this at the start of the year too, they're, they're using replacement forwards this year as their starters last year, and they, they just don't have the go forward that they did last year. This new rule, I'll see what how it affects Cook, but... They, they go forward, just not there. Like I, 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 I was saying, even George Bird just coming off the bench. People say he's shot, but he he still takes two or three people to get him on the ground, and that gets the uh, line moving backwards. So I don't think South had much chance this year. Actually, one right, last so question, Lane. Uh, who's mm. got the better karate move? So remember Suli Vunavalu basically kneeing someone in the face. I think it was the Roosters when he came <laughs> back. Like literally jumped, high jumped into the defensive line. Or our karate kid, Cody Walker. Who do you reckon? Is the, uh... oh. Man, Cody Walker knocked that bloke back a fair way. Mm. It was, it was some power. Yeah. <laughs> Surely work on his uh, high jump. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring uh, Nas back into it and his karate skills. Sure, I think that's more UFC oh. than karate. Yeah, yeah imagine, buddy. That'd be the scariest thing. You're, you've got one night with him. Nah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'm not sure about that. Hey, I'd, I'd hate to be hit by him. He split that bloke yeah. well too, like. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be scary, mate. Anyway, um, so that's the Storm. Um, Thank you very much for jumping on to preview and run through a few of their players. Now, before we do wrap up, I don't know, is this the first time – have you listened to any of our Lockdown Series podcasts before? Uh, I've caught one, but, um, yeah, I've been pretty busy, boys, with uh, the house and having to travel to Sydney with the bub. So sorry about that. I have have got one, but – that's all right because um, I guess you're going to be in it for a bit of a surprise then because we always finish the the uh, podcast or this series with um, our our guests sent us out with a song. So today we've decided for you, mate, you're going to sing There's a Bear in There. Oh, is that the old, um, what is it, the play, play school? school, mate? Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, you ready? Yeah. Go for it. There's a bear in there. <laughs> And a chair as well. There are people with games and stories to tell. Open wide, come inside. It's play school. <laughs> oh, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. Well done, mate. Well done. That's. I think that's probably the best that we've seen so far. This. Absolutely brilliant. Well, Your dog liked it too, mate. It's. I uh, know oh, he's he's lost room. it. Well, he thinks he call him bears. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> anyway, all good. We'll, we'll we'll go out. That's a very high note for us to leave the podcast. So, bear, thank you very much for being a fantastic guest um, this week, and best of luck um, with everything you've got going on. Also, the storm this year. I've got a bit of a soft spot from them having coming having come from Melbourne, so I like to watch them go around particularly anytime they're playing the cowboys and uh, uh yeah thanks thanks a lot for coming on mate nah thanks for having me hey um 
feel free to send me a request anytime. I need a bit of a break up from the eighty one eighty podcast on the field. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 mate, I, I won't. I promise you, I won't tell Wilfred that at all. That's the <laughs> secret between us. That's a good listen. They tune in. Anyone out there? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I, I listen to it every single week. The Supercoach Champions um, podcast that generally pops up on what a Tuesday and a Wednesday. It's um, if you want to, if you actually want to do well in Supercoach, listen to that. If you don't want to do well, listen to uh, the SE Report. That's what I think. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Hey, no worries, JT. Um, thank you. It's it's always a pleasure, never a chore with you. Oh, that's the nicest thing I've heard all day. Is this because I did two minutes of research for you? It is. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.